Mel. Yummy mummy. Geriatric mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host, and today I am so excited to welcome a most wonderful woman as a guest speaker onto the podcast. She's a lady that I've only met recently and actually met her through Instagram, through another lady that I met through Instagram. So it just goes to show you the powers of social media, Um, even though sometimes we slag it off. Actually, it does wonderful things. First of all, can I just say, I have to apologise if you can hear the lawnmower going in the background. Obviously, it's not mine. Some inconsiderate bastard has decided to mow the fucking lawns. (laughs) My neighbours don't listen. It's fine. Um, So, yeah, just if you hear some sort of vibrating going on, because we are going to be talking about some rather intimate subjects, you just need to bear in mind, it is the lawnmower and nothing else. Right. That's enough from me. Let me introduce this incredible lady who is an inf- a female empowerment coach. She does an awful lot more than that. In fact, she could share probably about three podcasts worth of information. But today she's going to touch upon a particular subject which she is incredibly passionate about. Right, no more from me. Please let me introduce the most wonderful Augusta Kaufman. Kaufman. Oh shit, have I said it right? <laughs> Names are not important, Sally. You should know that. I'm more interested in the substance than the, than the words. <laughs> right. Introduce yourself properly, Augusta. I'm Augusta. I'm a female empowerment coach, and I'm here to help you to let understand yourself and be aware of yourself so that you can love yourself. See, there is so much. See, Augusta and I met through Instagram. Actually, you've been listening to my podcast, haven't you? And it was through. A wonderful, oh, thank you. It was for a wonderful friend of ours, Helen, that we got introduced. Uh, and then we went out for some, I actually think we went out for cake, didn't we? Which was amazing. <laughs> well, I ate cake. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it was great. Um, and we literally like chewed each other's ears off for about two, three hours. It was fantastic. It was such a good time. It really was. And I was like, holy shit, this lady has so much to share. Right. But first of all, Augusta, tell us how you became a female empowerment coach, because it's not something you've done all the time is it it's something there's a journey that you've gone through that's actually led you to where you are today yeah I have been on quite a journey with this I was a primary school teacher for the last 10 years and I was in a situation quite regularly in the kind of schools I was working with where the head teacher would say to me oh you know Johnny's had a bad night he's seen something massively traumatic the day before go and have a chat with him and you'd get over to Johnny and he quite clearly didn't want to have a chat with me or anybody else he wanted to either play football or beat somebody up 
and I was looking for something which was going to help him to express his emotions without having to talk about them and you can then obviously come and talk about things afterwards so I found this somatic therapy which they were doing in Sweden and I took myself off for a year's training with embodied intimacy over there um, and I learned so much I learned so much about myself about the world about people about why we believe what we believe about trauma and how it makes us behave um, and general like sex positivity was all over the shop and that was a big big part of it isn't this where you stripped off butt naked and got yourself into a lake Yep, I did that as well. And right, share uh, that because that was so interesting. When you told me that story and you said there was a lady stood next to you, tell us that story. Yeah, so for me, um, nakedness wasn't something that I was particularly comfortable with. I wasn't the first one to, to whip my kit off and go jumping around lakes, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so I knew that in Sweden they're quite open about nudity and, and that this might be something that might be on the agenda if I'm going to a place like that. And I thought, bloody hell, if I do that, it's going to be a massive step forward in my own self-love and self, um, self, um, you know, acceptance of my own shape because I'm a size 20 on a good day and I'm not your standard media skinny Barbie doll type girl. So it was yeah, a massive deal. For- uh, no, so, sorry to interrupt you, but most women don't even, I've, from what I can, just been chatting for girls, most women struggle to get naked in front of their partners. Yeah, yeah. And that's so if you strip off problem. in front of strangers, it would be like a what? Yeah, and we were in a situation where we were in a circle and it was a circle of shame. And and shame is a big topic anyway, but talking about what you're ashamed of and each thing that you didn't want to say, you had to take off an item of clothing. And so there were all these women coming before me and I looked around the circle and I thought, bloody hell, it's a load of bloody supermodels here. Um, and literally the person before me was a Russian supermodel. I mean, she was six foot tall. She was stunningly beautiful. And I thought, what the fuck's she going to say about what's wrong with her? She looked amazing. And then she started banging on about, oh, I've got this scar on my foot. And for this reason, I don't go swimming and I don't, sh- I don't wear sandals and I don't do this and the other. And I thought, God, she's holding herself back from enjoying life, things like swimming. Um, by the way, nobody's looking at your foot, love. Everyone's looking at the rest of your body and how stunning you are. But I thought, oh, God, well, you know, obviously, if that's, if that's what it is. And, uh, and then if she can do it, then so can I. And I thought, well, I'll just do it and see how we go. And afterwards, so many people came up to me and said, wow, watching you do that was so inspiring. Like, it was so inspiring watching you do that. And I thought, well, if I've got the power to inspire other people, then I need to go down this road a hundred percent and it's so true it's like because I remember when we went cold Augusta and I went cold water swimming together that's actually the second time we met wasn't it and then um I I have psoriasis all over my arms and all over my legs um and it's like postnatal psoriasis my body went through a lot of trauma when I had Roman and it's still self-healing at the moment and it was so interesting when you said Sally and that's when you told me that story about that supermodel and I thought what the fuck am I worried about what am I worried about? Just and I, I, I had a swimming costume and it wasn't like I had my tits out and my my muff. But <laughs> I love the word muff; it's my favourite because I talk into a muff and and I have one. <laughs> so from this from this journey that you went on in Sweden, where where did your where did your sort of path go from there onwards? Did you go back into teaching? No, I didn't go back into teaching because when I got back to the UK, COVID had struck. And school seemed like the most dangerous place on earth to be. So I didn't want to get another job in a school. So then I set up this online business so that I could work from home and started sharing all of the secrets of womanhood that I'd found out about. Because there are so many things that women don't know that they should know that we don't get taught in school that people are like, what? I can't believe I didn't know that. 
and it's so obvious once you know it and I just think why I need to tell as many people as possible about all this stuff that I've learned. Well, tell us about the clitoris. You, this is fascinating conversation. I mean, honestly, we're sat in this really cool, like, boho cafe talking about the clitoris. But yeah, because <laughs> it, it was undiscovered until when? 1991. They didn't even know what the full clitoris looked like. I mean, what an absolute joke. So when you and I were at school, we were being taught this because the scientists were only just finding it out. And the reason is because people don't study women. They don't look at women. They only, they, most of the medical studies are done on men. And something ridiculous, like 97% of drugs that have been recalled from the market have been recalled because they've had a negative effect or even a fatal effect on women. That is just, to me, that's just absolutely shocking. And the fact that you're right, you're totally right. It's like my mum didn't bless Sandra. I love her. But my mum, God, I'm 44 this year, but my mum didn't enjoy, she didn't, she didn't talk to me about sex when I was a kid. She just didn't. In fact, it was my grandmother who had to ask my mum what the menopause was because it just wasn't even spoke about. And the fact that it's in the 90s that they only discover what the clitoris was, it's actually shocking that there's just so little research into it. So I remember when we were sat chatting, you said to me that you help women, or you have yourself, um, gone so deep into breathe work that you've actually given yourself an orgasm. Yeah, orgasms are amazing, obviously, we all know that, but not that many women have actually had them. I mean, you know, true. They might think that they've had one, but they're not sure. And that's that's horrendous. So 60% of women can't even label a diagram of the entire vulva, which is a problem. We're calling it different things like Lady Garden and Muff and whatever else you want to be <laughs> Would you rather have called it vagina? Sorry, Augusta. I'll call I it vagina. vagina. Because the vagina is just the canal that goes up. The vulva is the whole thing. But the word vulva makes people scream and squirm and they can't hear it. So... We don't know the name of it. We don't know where it is. We don't know what we've got. So how the fuck are we going to know how to use it? Do you know what? It's so true. No, it's so fucking true. You're so right. You're completely right. And there's somebody said to me once is um, like, especially with little girls and my sister's got two daughters and she's always said, it's your vagina, sweetheart. It's your vagina. It's not a Mary. It's not a foof. It's not a cookie. It's, it's your vagina. And uh, I mean, obviously on the other hand, they are going to use that word because that's what you've told them that that's what their genitals are called. Um, I think Harriet was had a couple of days of school once because she had a bit of an infection, but was quite happy at the age of six to go in and say, sorry, I'm like, miss i had a problem with my vagina <laughs> which is beautiful <laughs> actually beautiful that she said it but some some parents don't like saying these words to kids but they have to i just believe yeah. personally i think you have to you have yeah. to so you tell us to. more about the work that you do then with when a woman actually contacts you um what and obviously you, you know you're completely private in your clinic but what kind of um i suppose issues or sort of hurdles do people want to overcome when they come to see you and, and they book an appointment with you people are generally a bit lost and they're looking for some direction they're looking for how they can make their life better in the simplest possible way and there's lots of ways that you can do that but the biggest one is around self-awareness and around your own behavior and how it affects what you do in your life and why you believe what you believe and it's all intertwined with um, knowing yourself and this is knowing yourself personally knowing yourself sexually knowing yourself um you know emotionally and expressing yourself fully in all of those ways 
people don't express themselves people suppress that their real feelings they don't talk about sex people don't because there's this whole layer of shame around it and there shouldn't be because it has to happen none of us would be alive if there wasn't sex would it so you know it has to be done <laughs> so why can it not be talked about and there's so many things with women's stuff that is a secret until you bring it up and then someone's like oh yeah that did happen to me or i know somebody you know but they won't bring it up themselves because of this this layer of shame that's on top of everything so when people come to me for an appointment i will very um i will observe what they're saying and how they're saying it and how their body is is moving and what they're doing on their face or, or you know and then from there I'll, I'll be able to tell what are the blockages for them that's stopping them from achieving what they need to in their life and achieving their full potential and then from there we can build self-awareness because my own pattern with trauma is that I was spoken over as a child and so I didn't talk for a long time and therefore um, I observed and I watched because I wasn't speaking. And so now I have this massive superpower of being able to listen to somebody and not just the words they're saying, but how they're saying and what's behind it. And once people become aware of their own belief patterns and why they say what they say and why they believe what they believe, then we can see, okay, well, this is what you're doing. Do you want to change that? Or do you want to keep that? And how do you want that? How do you want your life to be? Because, you know, what path do you want to go down next? Oh, that's fascinating. So through your own trauma, you're helping other people overcome their obstacles and their hurdles that are blocking them in their lives as well. Are you, do you, is it, it's obviously women that you work with mainly. Do you do, is it one-to-one or can you do appointments via Zoom as well? How do you tend to sort of work? I have been doing it over Zoom because obviously with lockdown and everything, it was easier to do it there. So it's, I usually do it on Zoom, but obviously if people are local to, to the Northwest, then I can do things in person as well. I like to work one-to-one with people. I also like to do group sessions because I find that when you start a conversation amongst a group of your closest friends then um, everybody's talking about the same thing it can really help people to feel accepted and less shameful so I have sessions that are group sessions where we'll all discuss a certain topic and then you'll find that your best friend you've never spoken to about this topic before is all of a sudden telling you something and then women working together women accepting each other women supporting each other this is so so powerful so the community side of things is also I do group sessions for that reason as well that's so interesting that you say that because until I started to talk about IVF and actually started to mention to my friends that you know we, we, we're struggling to have kids uh, the amount of people who started to open up to me and tell me stories of their struggles with fertility but not just that miscarriage all of these things that had happened terminations when they were younger so many things were coming out of my closest friends that I didn't know about and it's it's so interesting shame is a word that comes up quite a bit and I think it's actually a word that comes up when chatting about womanhood massively and you were so right in this day and age in 2022 there are still I believe and you I know you're the same as me too many taboos around the the female body around women in general and it's actually scary it's scary that in this day and age that things are still being hushed hushed and, and and not talked about i mean god knows what the sex education lessons are like in school at the moment because i i can't even bear to think about what we had when we were kids it was just shocking it really is so tell us a little bit more then about cuz i'll be dead honest with you right augusta um when i remember 
like Channel 4 used to do like these random programs on a a Friday night with the word. And then they used to get like these random women on who go, yes, I have a clinic in Amsterdam and I'll show you how to massage yourself correctly. But that's not the sort of work that you do. You're not going to get physical with people, no? Well, it's a bit hard to get physical over Zoom, but no. (laughs) I don't don't get physical uh, with people. I will give you the tools so that you can use them by yourself with yourself. And I will give you the self-belief that you will actually dare to give it a go because people don't, you know, and then we've got so much that we don't know about and so many things that you can do to um, develop yourself, to expand your awareness of things. But we, but we don't dare to do things because we're so stuck in our old patterns and our, and our trauma that's bringing us down. And trauma can be something as simple as something that happened to you when you were five, like a teacher didn't, uh, didn't let you speak your answer didn't care that you had your hand up or whatever it doesn't have to be like a massive thing where something terrible terrible happened to you it's just a tiny thing that's affected your behavior because we learn how to behave based on the experiences that we have and it's it's going back over that and thinking okay why do I think this what do I think about this and when it comes to fertility if we're not having sex we're not going to get pregnant are we simple as that and if we're not having sex that we're enjoying and we want to have it and, and you know, we want to actually be there and enjoy it, then it's, it's not going to encourage you to want to do it more and more, is it? And obviously, in terms of getting pregnant, you've got to be having sex at the right time or as much of the time as you can. And people don't know, people don't understand about their cycles and when they're ovulating and how that makes you feel and what you can do to improve your sex life at different times of the month. And how and how your whole body and your whole self can be different at different times of the month. So there's so much to learn and so much to look at. But people have their own individual things. And I'm very good at pinpointing what it is that you need to work on, what it is that you need to do. So this is something else that um, I was going to mention to you as well, because I know this is something that you've said to me that you've taken a huge interest in recently. And another massive taboo subject is menstruation periods. It's something that we don't really talk about. We don't talk about how, uh, and in fairness, some people don't even like to talk about the fact that they have a period. But I know that something that you've taken a huge interest in recently is um, it's like how the moon controls your menstruation flow. And tell us, a, tell us a little bit more about how you've started to look into that a little bit more. Yeah, so one of my group sessions is called Menstrual Magic, and it does talk about how to be aware of your cycle. And the cycle can very simply be split up into... Um, an analogy of spring, summer, autumn, winter. So when you're menstruating, you're in your winter and that's your time to be kind of on your own, to meditate, to be by yourself, to calm down. And when you're ovulating, it's like in the summer and that's your time to go out, party, have lots of sex and have a great time. So it's, um, and you're kind of gearing up for those two in the autumn and in the spring. So you can split your cycle out like that and you can use it as a self-awareness tool and also as a permission slip to rest because people, women in particular, are always trying to juggle so many plates. We're always on and we actually need to take time off and rest and give ourselves permission to rest and take time off while we're menstruating so that we can shine fully for the rest of the cycle. Because if you never plug yourself in and charge yourself up, you can't be at your full capacity. And people don't have, don't give themselves that permission and that's why they're suffering from burnout, anxiety, stress and all the rest of it. And then once you've got this self-awareness, you share it with your partner or whoever you're living with, and then they know what to expect. So you can have something as simple as a dial on the fridge where you stick it on and you say, well, I'm in the summer now, so it's a good time to try it on. Or I'm in the winter now, so leave me the fuck alone and don't speak to me because I'm not interested. (laughs) 
and wherever you're up to. So he's got the heads up that, okay, this is a good time to ask for a favour. This is a good time for me to go and mind my own business, you know. And this can stop a lot of arguments and this can really help you to understand each other better because some men say, oh, you know, I'm living with four different women. I don't know what I'm going to get. Yesterday it was okay for me to make this joke with you and now it's not funny anymore. So, you know, they, they think they're lost. And I really believe that the menstrual cycle is the keys to the kingdom when it comes to women. I really yeah. think that if, if men can understand your cycle, they can understand you. And then they, their life will be so much easier. Oh, fuck yeah. I know, honestly, you've totally hit the nail on the head right now. But the thing is, it's like Scott. He said, oh, fucking hell, I'm leaving you alone. And I think, do you know what? Don't say that. But if he'd said it like three days before, I'd have been like, I'll oh, piss off. Three days later, I'm like, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to rip his head off so yeah you're totally right because it, he he said exactly the same it's like living with Jekyll and Hyde sometimes and even though as a woman you try and sort of contain it he you're right he needs a bit of a heads up really before the tornado hits that's fascinating it's so fascinating because women I mean fucking hell the things that we go through as women and we just sort of like brush it off it's it's and we just accept it and just the way it is so what is it that you do it's called your menstrual it's your your magic sorry i, I did listen to it but i was totally listening to everything else she said i was like what the fuck this is amazing <laughs> menstrual magic i call it menstrual magic because i do think it's quite magic but it's all around the subject of self-awareness and your cycle is a massive self-awareness tool um i think i heard on one of your other podcasts somebody saying that it should be uh, the fifth vital sign you know like you check your blood pressure and you check the rest and then you check like your period and what's the quality of your blood because you can tell a lot of somebody's health status by looking at how they're menstruating and this is a big topic but people don't know about it people don't talk about it people are ashamed to discuss it and we're missing out on so much information and that's the entire point about all of my sessions they're all here to talk about taboo topic taboo topics and to help you to understand yourself so that you can love yourself you can't love yourself if you don't know yourself can you? no and, and this is i think what's happened in the past is when people have i mean when i was at school if you went oh yeah she fucking loves herself it was always a bad thing it was like oh she loves herself like she's a bit up her own ass so it was almost seen as if you love yourself you're a bit you know in love with yourself was a bad thing whereas now it's actually no love yourself you fucking fool come on because you're right you're totally right but also women who do love themselves and enjoy their bodies are labeled as slags or slappers so women who do enjoy sex and actually enjoy to make love and they're comfortable with their bodies and they understand their bodies again it's always a fucking bad thing so these are, are are obviously hurdles that you're going to you're going to come across when you're speaking to the, your ladies. Yeah, so smashing the patriarchy and being aware of all of these um, conditionings that we have over the years to tell us how we should behave and what we should think about ourselves. And that's really a trauma response because it's fitting into this idea that I've got to be a good girl and I've got to be quiet and I've got to please other men or I've got to do something in order to be found to be attractive or you know acceptable for society and one of my things is be full of yourself because if you can't be full of yourself who are you going to be full of and this thing about loving your body that's another one of my big topics for example with embodiment we did um, an activity in one of my um, as part of my training where we were dancing and we were then told to dance with the floor so make the floor your dance partner and I was uh, rolling on around on the floor on my front and I was thinking, oh, you know, this is great. I've got a massive belly here, which is protecting me from the floor. So my bones of my hip are not getting hit. 
and all of a sudden I was like god this big belly is actually a massive um benefit this is like the first time in my life that I was like oh this is great I've got a cushion here that can help me and no one else has got this so they must be smashing their pelvic bones on the floor and I'm here protected by this wonderful brilliant belly that I've got and previous to that all I'd heard about is oh you've got to have a flat stomach and you've got to do your sit-ups and this is you know but the point is we've got a belly to protect our um pelvic um everything that's in our pelvic bowl so we need that as protection and people that are going on diets and and taking weight off you know to to extremes so that they can have flat um flat bellies it's actually not really very good for fertility at all because it deletes it deletes and suppresses some of your estrogen so actually the more fat you have around your body the more estrogen you have which is why people put weight on when they well and one of the reasons people put weight on when they're pregnant obviously we put weight on carrying the baby carrying the placenta but we also put a bit of general fat on because estrogen levels arise so tell us um how can people get in touch with you then because what you do is absolutely incredible so if say for example because i'll be honest there'll be people listening to this podcast now and they'll be literally like what the fuck she helps people have an orgasm but yes that's exactly what augusta does so how can people wait for it reach out all right how can people reach out to you and connect with you you can reach out to me on instagram or facebook i'm on sisters rising in rhyme and um that's because i'm also a poet so i i talk about um this through my poetry and my book womb wisdom has got all of my um ideas about life and stuff in it from from my journey with, to get to where i got to so sisters rising in rhyme it's a beautiful book i've started reading it in bed at night and um there's some really beautiful little poems but i have to can i can i tell you that i think some of them i think god bless her she's had some serious heartache with some guys that's what made me think and it's almost like i was thinking fucking out i mean augusta is like uh literally married and a full-blown milf now with the most beautiful little girl but you you had your fair share of shit with men didn't you and you can tell that in your poetry yeah, I could write another book about all of the crap Tinder dates that I've been on and all of the terrible <laughs> situations. But I, but I was single for quite a long time um, in between this relationship and the previous one. Um, but I, I, I brought that on myself. You know, I thought I was ready for for a partner, and I want. I was desperately desperate to be ready for a partner and to have a child and to start a family. But I wasn't ready because I kept on with this behavior I kept on allowing people to treat me the way that they were treating me and I kept on basically encouraging men the wrong kind of men and this is why and this is what I learned through my journey with self-discovery and self-awareness that the behaviors I was doing weren't weren't helping me to meet that person for example I was going on dates and I was sitting there going "Ah, oh yeah aren't you funny which is not me at all because you've heard me talk for the last 20 minutes you know I don't speak like that (laughs) I was busy like laughing at things I didn't find funny and being all cuckoo and sweet because I've been told that to get somebody to be attractive you had to be a good girl and you had to be quiet and you had to be nice and you had to be you know all the things that I'm not ready to be honest you know So if you're not going to present yourself in, in your truth, if you're not going to tell your truth and be real on a date, then you're not going to get a second date because people are going to think, who is this person? And, and, I, and, I, and I don't want somebody to fall in love with that idea of that person. I want someone to fall in love with me and who I really am. And so until I had the balls to actually turn up and be myself, and I'll tell you that my first date with, with Gaz now, I was, um, it was 
pissing it down with rain. I walked there, my hair was like covered, like matted wet. I walked into the pub and I literally kicked my shoes off. Never mind wearing high heels, which I normally did for dates. I didn't do that anymore. I kicked my boots off and I stuck them by the fire and I sat there with my tights on because I said, well, my feet are soaking wet from walking through this rain. So I'm going to just be myself and sat sat there with no shoes on in the pub because I just didn't care, you know. And I think once you are yourself, people are, and he didn't even notice, by the way, because he'd been to the bar and had his back turned while I was kicking my, my feet up, you know. So he was busy thinking about other things, you know, and people have got their own agenda. You can be sitting in front of someone talking to somebody, they can be thinking and understanding something completely different to what you think you're saying. And until you start to self-analyse yourself like this and understand how you appear to other people, and this is why self-awareness is key to everything, that's when you're going to be yourself and that's when you're going to present the person that someone can fall in love with because no one can fall in love with this idea of who you think you should be. I love the fact you've just painted that image of yourself just sat there piss wet through with your tights just because tights are a fucking ball lake anyway but wet tights in wet shoes is just a nightmare but I love the fact that you paint that picture and Gaz is an absolute superstar a proper superstar and he is your gem as well isn't he he is your gem oh you've got to share that just before we go you've got to share that when you went to the psychic and she said that yeah so I've always been into astrology the moon crystals and tarot card readings and I do actually read tarot cards myself now for people um, as well um but I went to a reading and she said to me oh you know she was talking about my grandmother she was saying things she definitely couldn't have known and then she said the partner who's meant for you is going to be a gem and then he starts she started going oh maybe it'll be like a diamond in a rough maybe it'll be like something along those lines started like interpreting it herself but the word she'd said was gem and after we got together like quite a while afterwards I was writing down his initials and I suddenly realized his initials are G-E-M and I was like no way (laughs) he is a gem like that's exactly what he is he's a gem and he is a gem because he is for lots of reasons you know but he is he is actually a gem with his initials and I was like oh that's just spooky you know so I love tarot cards and the reason I love tarot cards again and why I read them for people is because they give you direction and they give you um a, a method a method for a discussion and then you know it opens the doors to talking about stuff so what they are one of the tools that I do use sometimes in my sessions along with other stuff so yeah Augusta, I'm so glad that you said that you'd come on this podcast today as a guest speaker. Honestly, it's I, I remember when we first met and it was just like a, a sister from another mister. It was the most best. It was one of the best conversations I've ever had. And it still continues to be because uh, we are going cold water swimming again in the next couple of weeks, aren't we? Which, oh my God, I've got to fucking share this. This is so funny. So everybody's nice and calm and we've all had this breathe work session. We've gone down to the lake and Augusta went, oh, I think I'm going to giggle. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, we'll just we'll just get in the lake and it'll be fine. I nearly slipped off the fucking pontoon and went tits up, literally. I was like, what the fuck, as we're going in. Helen's in front of me, who's a right string bean. She's like six foot tall, straight up and down, isn't she? And I was like, Helen's not going to catch me. I'm going to fucking knock her over. And then all I can hear is, it's all nice and quiet. And you can see all these people sort of stood still in the lake. And August is going, wee! <laughs> wee! Spinning around. Then did a fucking handstand in the lake. Jodie, who we went with, looked at me and she went, where the fuck has Augusta gone? Like that. We're freezing like that. And the next minute, Augusta goes, I think you'd opened your eyes, hadn't you? (laughs) She'd opened her eyes in a shitty lake and they were all bloodshot. (laughs) 
human, wasn't I? I was feeling my body and my body wanted to move. So that's what I, you know, it's embodiment, isn't it? And oh, I, I wanted to and everyone was silent and it was really silent because people were like in the zone of meditation. And then suddenly I went, wee, wee. <laughs> and everyone looked at me and like wanted to laugh, obviously. And so it kind of broke the ice, if you like, because that's a good little pun, broke the ice on the lake. And then I thought, well, I'll just do a handstand because my inner child would have, my inner child would have definitely started whizzing around in circles and doing handstands but I made a fatal error of opening my eyes and I won't be doing that again because it was mud and it wasn't actually a nice clear water spring like it was in Sweden it was full of dirty English mud so you know <laughs> it was now. I got home and I had mud all over my tits and Scott was like where the fuck have you been <laughs> oh i honestly so if you want to get hold of augusta what i will do is leave all of the information in the show links below uh, so you can literally click on uh, her instagram account and go straight to her give her a follow she does the most incredible lives as well talks about her poetry on her instagram page so make sure that you check her out augusta thank you so much for coming on today as a guest speaker thank you for having me it's been an absolute honor i've been howling at all of your previous episodes and i hope people laugh at this one too oh my god of course they will what do you mean you've definitely come back on again at 100 percent right thank you so much for listening to me today if you are on instagram find me with at adventures of a geriatric mum same on facebook as well and whatever platform you're listening on whether it's on apple or spotify and you're loving what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it drop us a five stars and leave a review whilst you're there now if you want to get hold of augusta and make sure that you're screaming with pleasure i will leave the details in the show notes that you can find her have a great week and i'll see you very soon Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.